Welcome to Digging the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways of bringing these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the Online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and Space to Meditate and an MBSR teacher and trainer. Well, great to see you again, John. How are you? Doing just fine. Another gorgeous day here. Beautiful day. Cold, a little cold, but that's okay. Looking out at a very, our windows are huge, so it's, well, we don't have a backyard like you do. We have incredible sky views, so it's nice. Yes, yes. I've got, I'm looking at outside, but I've got, I've got uh, shutters in front of my windows, so I can hardly see anything, but that's all right. (laughs) Right now. I know why that is. It's okay. It's it's your, it's your uh, protected um, studio. Yeah, it is where I can do some control recording. The light. Exactly. Yeah, control the light, control the sound. Yeah. Right. Anyway, what's the topic today? Ah, yes. Uh, the good old topic of ignorance. Ignorance. Right. Yeah, we're covering Delusion. those three poisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've hit anger, we've hit uh, greed. Uh, greed, and now we're on to delusion. Lovely. Which is the root of all of them, actually, of course. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and people there, there's uh, scholarly disagreements about whether that was originally the case or not. Uh, some scholars think that it was because if you think of the four noble truths, there the origin is in craving, right? So the question is, does it begin with craving, and then mm. and then you know through some sort right. of you know philosophical thoughts over many years, maybe Sariputta got in there and sort of said, well, you know, but craving isn't really the first one, and then it sort of gotten got got. <laughs> You know, written back to to ignorance, or or whether it was there to begin with, and this is one of these things that's impossible to answer. But anyway, right, know, right. Scholars among us think about them. I mean, there's delusion to me also implies not seeing clearly, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not seeing clearly that your craving is causing suffering. Then it's the it's the nature of seeing you know, what we're what we're really if we were seeing clearly, we would realize that craving causes suffering. Right. So. Uh, well, but it's more than just seeing clearly. I mean, it's seeing clearly as one part of it, but it's it's realizing that clear seeing within us, you know, because right. there's the emotional issue and then there's the cognitive issue. And when we're talking about craving, that sounds like an emotional problem. When we're talking about ignorance, that sounds cognitive. Um, I mean, it, it's not, you know, right. there's more to it than that, but at least this is the sort of distinction that seems on the surface to be made. Yeah. And, you know, when often when insights are talked about, right, they're talked about on those three levels of the cognitive insight, the experiential insight, and the embodied insight. Right. Exactly. That's a good one. And, yep. and so if, if, Yes, uh, but even craving them would be cognitive. Oh yeah, I, I I I see that I'm greedy, or I I you know I see that this person is greedy. There's an, an, a, a cognitive understanding of greed, uh, of of needing something or not wanting something. Um, and then there's the experience of that, and then there's the fully embodied knowing of that. Mm-hmm. And with 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 ignorance, it would in a way be. The, the knowing that, oh, of course, <laughs> the cognitive, the cognitive awareness of, of what is ignorance, right? That's a one level of, mm-hmm. and then there's the experience of it when you don't, when you, when you experience the ignorance by, by getting caught up in greed or something like that, 
uh, or caught up in anger or hatred, right? So that's an experience of ignorance. You realize it and this is, oh. <laughs> and then there's at some point just the, the knowing of it, which in the knowing you are no longer deluded, of course. Right. You're no longer in, in delusion. So there's the knowing of the ignorance. There's the knowing of what results from that. And that's, uh, that's the, in a sense, the embodied knowing of ignorance. And then if we go to right view, right? So the first path factor, eightfold path factor is right view then on, on the, on the, uh, level of cognition, the cognitive level, right view is, oh, of course, you know, I, if I, if I don't have greed, if I don't have ignorance, if I, if I don't have, uh, hatred and I don't have ignorance, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for is that place that doesn't have, where my mind isn't filled with those. And then eventually it's just embodied, right? So there's a natural knowing. Knock on yeah. wood. You know. uh, <laughs> well, it's easier said than done, but yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, and and you know, of course, what I think is is funny is not funny, but in the way that teaching lines up, whether it's uh, just the three poisons or or how it falls at the beginning of the uh, dependent origination, it all starts with ignorance, right? I'm not. I'm not ignorant. <laughs> There's questions as to why it starts with ignorance in the sense that there's, I mean, there was a paper written uh, 20, 30 years ago by jo Joanna Jurevitz, and she's a Polish scholar, with, and, and her paper was sort of arguing that, that the Buddha's use of ignorance in the chain of dependent origination is supposed to be a kind of a satire of Vedic cosmology. Because in Vedic cosmology, sort of the the world originates out of this kind of primordial ignorance, uh, out of which the gods act or the god acts. Um, I don't remember the exact specifics of it, but the god mm -hmm. acts, and and in that action creates all of perceived reality. And <laughs> so, in the same way, the 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 argument is that the Buddha was yeah. sort of satirizing this by saying, "No, that's not a good thing, or whatever. That's you know, that's how we." originate all of our karmic actions that cause so much trouble basically um is out of ignorance did she go on to relate it to adam and eve uh no 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 this was all in within the <laughs> indian context got it um because i could see how that would carry over too in a sense right yeah but if she was um, trying to do a historical kind of you know reconstruction no, I get it. at least yeah potentially this may have been why the buddha did this way um, right although that doesn't take away from no no it doesn't yeah yeah no it doesn't take away from the so. from the traditional interpretation either it's just supposed to be another connotation of this right uh, yeah. i mean although some people sort of seem to think oh no there, it makes a huge difference i don't think it makes a difference but anyway it's interesting scholarly, scholarly yeah point of view. wow yeah but i mean what is that ignorance i mean for the buddha it's not just ignorance of anything but in particular it's ignorance of the four noble truths i mean that sort of is the the heart of the ignorance that the buddha at least in, in the suttas, comes back to when he talks about what is ignorance, what is ignorance. It's ignorance of the first noble truth, of the second and the third and the fourth, which is realized in all kinds of ways in our lives that, you know, we mistake all kinds of 
of experiences for being, you know, for, for you know, the, for being pleasurable when they're really not pleasurable or they're pleasurable only in the in the moment, but not in any kind of extended way. And so we cling to them. I mean, it's basically ignorance of, of the recognition that we're stuck in this wheel of samsara. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, and so, and yet what's also interesting about that is, and we kind of touched on this at some point, I remember, in the in the images of the wheel of samsara, right? There's the human realm, which is the highest realm, mm. or you know, in a sense, in the in the because as we are born in this human realm, we at least have the opportunity to to understand delusion and wisdom, uh, to understand delusion and 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 see clearly this samsaric realm, samsaric wheel, right? It's most but obvious you, to us because we have. Right. Elements of the heavens as well as the hells here. So we're yeah. sort of in the middle of everything as opposed to being distracted in the in the heavens, basically. Right. But just because you're born in a human realm doesn't mean you have that. It doesn't right. mean you see that, right? right. So it's that, it's that moment where it's seen, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that's what's so interesting. It's like, and we, you know, one of our first podcasts, I think, was what brought us to Buddhism, right? And what brought us and what brings many people is a sudden light bulb or whatever that goes off and says, wait a minute, there must be another way. <laughs> and right? It's that light bulb that goes off and says, there's another way. I just need to find it. You know, then, then it's like, and that could be said for any number of spiritual paths, but, you know, it's definitely what brings people into a door of, of a Buddhist center or meditation class or whatever. It's like, there must be another way. And that one thing is a moment of a slight breakthrough on, on the level of ignorance, you know, through the level of ignorance, because you start to realize there's something more or that whatever you've been doing is not bringing you happiness or whatever you've been doing has just been bringing you more suffering. Um, and, well, it explains yeah. it too. It helps you to understand it. You know, you, yeah. you, you're going through things in your life and then you, I mean, at least in my experience, you you hear somebody just you know mentioning some Buddhist principles, and you think, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense," you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a light bulb. It's like you say, the light bulb goes off. You say, like, "Right, oh, yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." Why didn't I think of that before? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I changed too? And <laughs> and, uh, and it's interesting. It's like I, I was uh, having a conversation with somebody the other day. It was a pre-class interview for a mindfulness-based stress reduction class, and we say that. You know, when we're, whenever we're starting an, uh, one of these classes, we also talk about the initial side effects or the initial, yeah, the initial side effects, one of which is social, social, initial social side effect. In other words, of, of MBSR? Yeah. Or, or one could say even of one's, you know, first in, introduction in, in, into the Buddhist teachings, which are not unrelated. Mm-hmm at all <laughs> but it's just like oh so i you the change happens right we 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 start to transform the way we see life but the people around you may not have may not right and so there's this you know there may be an initial dissonance uh between you know like the person you live with who may not be in the same who may not be taking the same class or you know interested at all and, you know, does that, is that a problem? And this was the question, you know, do I have mm. to worry about that? And I yeah, said, yeah. well, I doubt it, you know, because, because, uh, 
they may, they'll probably like the way you've transformed and, and they may transform themselves as part of that process. And it's, it, it's in that and, you know, just, which, you know, re, is a reminder of this idea of, of sharing the, the, the merit that we gain, right? So as we become, begin to see through our own ignorance and delusion, it does have an impact on those around us. And, uh, we may, may we may not be aware of it because it can happen in really subtle ways, but it does happen or it can happen. Or somebody will change a job, you know, because they realize that what they've been doing is not in line with what they're now seeing clearly. Um, so it, all sorts of things can happen when we start to see through the ignorance that really is laid upon us <laughs> early in life. You know, it's, I, I don't know that are we actually, and this is, you know, goes back to the, the dependent origination is if we're really born ignorant, you know, what does that really mean? Now, how can an innocent baby be ignorant? It doesn't even, other than the fact that it's just entered the world, like, uh, you know, but is it deluded? Does it just think that it, it it's only reaching out for what it needs? I guess so, you know, in that sense. So, but we don't think of it in those terms. It's kind of yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, hard to say about a baby, but, but I think those of us in our youth and I'll include myself in this, <laughs> in this is that you sort of think, you know, that whatever it is that you're grasping at is going to, is going to really be pleasurable. Uh, the next thing is going to be really pleasurable. Uh, we discussed this in, in the past, but uh, you know, when it comes to ignorance, I think that's a big one is time passes and you realize you're in the same place you were before. You know, it's like, but I, I, you know, I spent all this time and energy and effort and money trying to do X, Y, and Z because I thought that was going to make me happy. And here I am just as unhappy as I was before I did it all. You know, what was that all about? What am I not seeing? <laughs> what am I not seeing? You yeah. know, um, yeah. and, you know, you, you know, you go on a, you know, you go on a vacation, you know, you, you spend, you spend a year thinking forward to a vacation, you know, okay, I've got this great vacation coming up and, you know, you're thinking, I'm just going to be so happy. And, you know, so it's two weeks or whatever. And then, you know, you're on the vacation. Only, only if you're American is it two weeks. Well, yeah, ex well, but even if it's a month, okay, let's say it's yeah. the whole month of August, like the, these lucky guys right. in Europe get, right, or whatever, you know, and then you're there and you have to deal with, you know, the hotel room screwed up the, you know, <laughs> You know, whatever. Course, yeah. You can't yeah. get this done. You get the wrong food or whatever. You don't like this. But, you know, you enjoy some of it. But then you're getting to the end of it. And you're like, where was that? Where? I'm, you know, I'm going to be going home and I'm going to be in exactly the same place I was when I left, you know. I, um, I, and, you know, it's this, it's, yeah. it's, it's ignorance, you know. And I, I think it's, it's even more interesting to look at it on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Yeah. So... I think we were talking a few weeks ago about like the nature of uh, the perfectionist mindset, let's mm. say that's particularly prevalent in, in Western cultures and certainly in this country. But, you know, so you get through a day and you, yeah, I really didn't accomplish anything today. And, you know, we, we, it's like 
the the idea that accomplishing something is always going to make you happy mm. or that you need to have accomplished something to make you happy or to, to, to be at peace. And it's not like there's anything wrong with accomplishing anything. Of course not. But the way we then beat ourselves up for not accomplishing something, even though, and, and I've, and even a greater extent I, that I've experienced is like, getting through, say, a class and realizing that I didn't say something that I meant to say. Ah, okay, yeah, right? sure. So it's like, and I, and I then beat myself up for this until somebody reminds me, oh, yeah, but, you know, you did all this, or I remind myself, but there was all this other stuff, you know, that, that was said. Nobody knows what you didn't say, right? Yeah. And, you know, just... Um, seeing that clearly that, oh, if I had only said that, it would have been a much better thing. Or it would have been a much, I would have been much more satisfied with my teaching or whatever. And it's like, what, what's that about, you know, this yeah. attachment? Yeah, and also the being productive thing. Um, I think that that my supposition is that that also probably comes more in the American mindset too, because Americans, at least in my experience, more than almost anybody else, uh, we tend to identify ourselves with our work. And, you know, I mean, it's this whole idea. And I, my wife is from Spain, so I know a little bit about other interpretations. But, yeah. you know, in America, the first thing people ask you is, what do you do? They don't do that in Europe so much. Um, well, depends. Because in France, I think the, the first thing they ask you is where you went to school. Well, yeah, but that's different. That's <laughs> yeah. different. And in Spain, it's that's more true. like who you, you know, where you come from and what your family right. name is kind right. of thing. But, right. but no, but not what you, what, not what you do. I mean, that's that would true. not be the that's first. That's very true. Not yeah. be the first. And in America, yeah. it's, you really are identified with your work, with your job. And in that case of, you know, of course, being productive is this kind of supporting of the ego, uh, uh, you know, because without being productive, you're not a person. You're not a, you're not a self. You're not, you know, it's the ego getting around this idea of having to have, having to be productive in a, in a, in a, in a job kind of way. Because if you weren't, well, who would you be? You would be nobody, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. then when you're retired, oh boy, you know, <laughs> where, where are you then? You're nobody, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's, well, it's part of ignorance is this idea of the, exactly. of the self of, of exactly. clinging to a. That's, yeah. And that's the biggest part of ignorance, really. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, because I have to have this, I have to have that. Well, mm -hmm. who's the I that has to have it? And where does that I go? And who was it to begin with? And, and right. you know, the attachment to that and, and the not seeing that clearly is then what can result in greed and anger and hatred, you know, because the hatred is, I need to protect this from that. And, uh, uh, and resentment too, because mm -hmm. resentment comes up is that you have to always be producing and, you know, you can begin to sometimes resent it. It's like, gosh, Jesus, <laughs> haven't I done Tell enough? me about it. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so this is ignorance and, and, and what's so interesting is that once in those moments where it's seen through, you know, and our innate wisdom comes through, pushes through that, that ignorance you really do feel a moment of freedom, you know, and, and, uh, and letting go of that, which we are identified with and as, and, uh, 
I know for myself, you know, that was a, a huge moment when I started to see that I was getting in my own way. Uh, and that if I got out of my way and just let life live and recognize that, you know, I was just kind of, this thing was along for the ride in many ways. Um, you know, that would be, there would be a real freedom there. Um, you know, and it's, it's not like it's there all the time, but in those moments, at least in the moments where I'm really suffering in whatever, however that manifests, I realize it's because I'm not seeing clearly, you know, what's the, the, the self that's getting in the way, in a sense. Yeah, but the, the other side of this, um, which you were alluding to before, we were discussing before, has to do with how other people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem, because we live in this culture where being productive in just this way and having a self that's associated with your work is considered the way things are done. You know, um, so you, to an extent, have to give up this attachment to fame and a certain kind of public honor of, of being the good business person or whatever it happens to be, whatever. you know, how, you know, in order to, in order a great to great Dharma teacher. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's a really interesting thing. Um, Cause people aren't going to, they, they're not, others are not necessarily going to understand what you're doing, you know, yeah. cause they're like, yeah. why aren't you concerned about this? This, you should yeah. be concerned no, about this. You it's know, it's true. Yeah. Very true. And, um, and even, uh, you know, my little, you know, in, in my teaching career, as it were, such as it is, um, it's very interesting to, you know, when people identify you in a particular way, how you then take that role on. And and, and it's not that one doesn't take the seat as a teacher, but you have to be able to let that seat go and not let it go to your head. And when you when it does then you've got to stop and realize what's going on because it, it can really get in the way. And, of course, we've seen that in any number of cases with major teachers, not so much in this tradition, in the early Buddhist tradition, but certainly it has happened. Yeah, this just, you know, it's like seeing, seeing that boundary <laughs> or that, op- that, that wall that we put up that, that creates the sense of strong sense of self and how destructive that can be and how that just then unfolds in relationship to all the other, the other two poisons, as it were. Yeah, and um, then being able to also navigate through other people who are also yeah. deluded in their own way. Yeah. And so not only seeing themselves that way, but seeing you that way. I mean, in other words, we're created not only by how we see ourselves, but also how other people see us, you know, uh, insofar as we want to you know, be liked and yeah. be famous and be praised and make money and the all of the worldly wins yeah. that, you know, are around us, that we're in a world where, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, just give all that stuff up, but it's that that's not easy to give up. And in fact, you need, sort of need some of it in order to survive. Of course, yeah. So it's, you have it, to play that, you know. You play it, exactly, and know that you're playing it. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. At least you it's should. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was, there was an example of somebody I was talking to yesterday. Um, 
you know, as an unfortunate person who's in a role at an HR in an HR office, some in some state d- department, and um, she's you know the one who has to, in a sense, do. Her, uh, she's the messenger that people shoot, you know. Oh uh, yeah. And and um, it's, uh, using that that metaphor of you know don't shoot the messenger. And it's unfortunate because she takes it so personally. And how can she not, you know, after a while? And it's like, and that's how she thinks people think of her. And that just, you know, carries over. And, and, uh, and, you know, this is, it's so sad when you see it. And yet it's only because we're attached to this thing that, you know, it's that, that we call me, um, you know, which is part of the delusion. <laughs> And obviously we want to go through life not feeling that way. And, you know, so can, can, does that mean that you just let things fall off your, you know, the water fall off your back, whatever it is, or do you, you know, are you able to stand up for yourself in a way that is both loving and, and assertive, you know? Yeah, no, actually, I'm just carrying this. You know, you don't have to blame me for this. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we just get stuck in a particular place and we can't get out of it until we see what's going on. And sometimes it can be very beneficial to leave such a place. If, of course. If yeah. I mean, of course, if you can. Whether it's uh, a friendship or yeah, a, no a job question. or whatever, sometimes yeah. becoming a little bit more awake if if you want the term mm-hmm. uh can lead us to realize something that we thought was good for us really isn't yeah that can and happen so we change the circumstance if we yes. can yeah 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 I and mean, if you're in a position to do that absolutely yeah um <clears throat> and you know that happens that often will happen when somebody's like started to see through the delusion for sure yeah so Okay. This is Wonderful a, discussion, John. Yeah. Um, Who knew? All the stuff about <laughs> ignorance would be such a good discussion. It, yeah, it never fails. Um, <laughs> it's a, a never-ending exploration on that. So, yeah. okay. Until next time. Wonderful to talk with you love, again. Love yeah. to hear from any of you who are listening. You know, what's your experience of delusion, ignorance? Um, how Leave have you seen through comments. it? Yeah. Leave us comments on the on the website. And we'll see you next week or whenever. Yeah. Okay. Soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on your local podcast directory. It would help us out a lot. You can check John out at johnaaron.net and Doug at Doug's Dharma on YouTube and his Patreon page linked in the notes. You've been listening to Dig in the Dharma with Doug Smith and John Aaron. Thank you.